and welcome to Diverse and Inclusive Leaders, the show where I interview the most inspirational and thought-provoking leaders of today and unearth their unique stories of diversity and inclusion to help inspire, educate and motivate others to make the world of business a better place. Today, I am thrilled to be joined by the fantastic Ramses Jean-Louis. Ramses is the global head of diversity and inclusion for Verizon Media. And he's had over two decades worth of experience working within the global DNI space, in addition to delivering human capital solutions, primarily within the media, tech, and also the engineering space. Now, Ramses has had a variety of experience in addition to also working in the present role. He's worked across a number of different sectors in addition to doing a lot of not-for-profit work as well. He ensures that diversity is reflected in the workplace and in all business activities, including advertising, marketing, programming, purchasing of goods and services, deployment of services and community facing efforts. His time outside of work is spent working within a not-for-profit, which is called Turning Points for Children. This organization provides adoption and foster care for services to children who are at risk. Welcome to the show, Ramses. Thank you so much, happy to be here. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, and you've done so much in your career, I have to say. I was looking through some of the things that you've done and oh my goodness, I literally could have been talking almost a half an hour about everything that you have been doing, which has been fascinating. Um, and I wondered, you know, just to kind of start things off, whether you might be able to share with us how you came to be, I guess, where you are today, and maybe give the listeners who are tuning in a little bit of a summary about your personal background. Sure, sounds good. So, you know, diversity and inclusion is one of those topics that I am especially passionate about. Uh, I always like to start with the why. So when we talk about diversity and inclusion, the reason why diversity and inclusion is important is because we know the data tells us that organizations that uh, have more diverse workforce usually are more profitable, better decision-making, in addition to be better tenure towards innovation as well. So that's the, the business reason why, but I also have a personal reason why diversity and inclusion is important to me. I am the proud son of Haitian immigrants. I'm the, the youngest of eight kids. Uh, growing up in Brooklyn, New York, being the son of Haitian immigrants, uh, we didn't always experience inclusion. It wasn't uncommon that, you know, being a Haitian immigrant or, or being other immigrants in, in New York City as well, you would get poked fun of, uh, you could get bullied, and sometimes it could even result in, in, in physical harm. Uh, early in my career, I had an opportunity to work on some major diversity inclusion campaigns. Uh, one was for the NYPD. And it was at a time that they were undergoing a certain degree of police uh, scrutiny uh, because of, of police brutality cases. Uh, one particular case had to do with a Haitian man by the name of Abner Louima, who was uh, assaulted with a plunger while he was in police custody. Uh, so again, when you take a look at some of the experiences that I've had and what I've seen, uh, there's been times where I haven't experienced inclusion. Uh, and there's been other times where I have had great inclusion in my life. I could honestly say inclusion is better. Mm -hmm. It absolutely is, because without the inclusion, we can't make diversity properly work, can we? 
And talk to me a little bit about kind of just reverting back to your earlier career, because I was noticing you've you know, worked in attorney's offices and things like this. And, you know, it seems such a, a, a kind of almost in a way a far cry from where you're at right now. But at the same time, you know, as you and I both know, being DNI professionals, you can apply DNI and B to, to absolutely everything. Um, but I'm really intrigued in kind of that, that early life almost and how you kind of made those steps across into, you know, I guess where you are now. Absolutely. Uh, again, I think it probably, you know, is rooted from my childhood. Growing up in a large family, it was like growing up in the United Nations. I was always mediating between different family members. So that gave me a, a love for sociology. And my love for sociology and psychology translated into getting a degree in organizational behavior from uh, Cornell School of Industrial and Labor Relations. Uh, uh, then I translated that into going into law school because, again, I I love the idea and the concept and the way that we study, how do you get people to work in different groups, in different organizations, how do you optimize that? And also, how do you make sure that you encourage positive behavior that you would like to see or you know, deter behavior that you don't want to see? And again, my love for psychology, organizational behavior also turned into a love for criminology as well. How do you prevent behavior that will not be a good thing for society? So I start off my career as a prosecutor at the Manhattan DA's office. Uh, I really enjoyed that opportunity standing on my feet. And it's interesting. I, I have to be honest as well. I, I, I gained a lot of great experience, uh, but there was you know, a tremendous amount of diversity in the DA's office as well in terms of going through the system. Uh, I, I didn't necessarily enjoy seeing uh, you know, any young per per person just in general uh, having to go through the system uh, and, and actually seeing the number of African-Americans, Latinos, or Asians. Uh, again, finding that you see and you meet folks who perhaps haven't come in, in touch with their full potential uh, was a little bit of a challenge for me and I wanted to have a larger impact. So I think when you take a look at my career, my career has really gone 180 degrees. Mm -hmm. So now I feel as if in the space of diversity and inclusion, we can create platforms where people are able to express themselves through work. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that, Ram. And again, you know, and we spoke about this earlier this week, you know, we're obviously facing terribly uncertain times at the moment when it comes to the coronavirus and, and self-isolation and everything like this. And as you know, we are, um, you know, kind of trying to advise and, and share some, some tools and tips and, and things like that with our listeners about how we can best get through these uncertain uh, times. And I know that you're doing a lot of great stuff at Verizon. Um, I just wondered whether you could share a little of your experiences and, and how you've been coping, I guess, with, uh, with the situation. Absolutely. So uh, I have to say our leadership at Verizon is doing an outstanding job just really uh, making sure that we were prepared for any type of crisis that might happen. Of course, no one could have imagined that we would be here. But again, I have to give credit to our CEO, Hans, our head of uh, human resources, Christy Pambianchi, Sandy Gould, uh, and Guru, the head of, of Verizon Media. Uh, their leadership and Andy Nevins, their leadership have really been outstanding. And the reason why I say that is been outstanding is that you know we've put in place a strategy for Verizon 2.0 and we've kind of prioritized you know who our major stakeholders are and we have four major stakeholders uh, and our stakeholders are got to start with our employees our customers are super important but we understand that the pathway to the customer experience is through the employee experience so our employees are important our customers are important fiscal responsibility uh, our fiduciary duty to our shareholders is important but to society overall and to society at large so those were always our stakeholders 
prior to all of this taking place. And the fact that we've kind of had that embedded in our brains, that that's how we prioritize, we took that same structure and those same principles and those same values and we've translated and it's, it's serving us so wonderfully currently because again, our CEO and our leadership start every meeting by saying the most important thing that they need all of us to focus on, 150,000 employees plus, are ourselves. We have to focus on ourselves and we have to focus on our families. You know, you got, it, it, it has to start with the oxygen mask that you put on yourself. So now that we have that and we're looking out for each other, then we have to really prioritize our networks and making sure that our networks are running the way that they should. Again, you know, uh, uh, the, the value that we go by is that, you know, we build the networks that move the world forward. Uh, communication becomes critically important at a time like this. We're currently taking a look at the data and the data tells us that people are making more phone calls. They're spending more time on the phone and the amount of texts have increased substantially. All of that is very important because as you mentioned, when you are, when we're practicing social distancing, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have mental isolation. Now is the time more than ever to reach out, to contact your loved ones, your friends, your colleagues, your coworkers. Some of the things that we've been doing that's really been serving us well is that you know we allow time for social interaction. We'll schedule time for the team to just have a stand-up meeting, just to chat, just to talk. Maybe we talk about work, maybe we don't. Maybe we talk about our kids. We're having an opportunity now through this medium to really make sure that, you know, sometimes we might have one of our kids walk through in a frame. We'll, we'll, you know, introduce them, we'll talk to them, we'll have pets cutting through. So, you know, we have to allow space because this is new for everyone. Everyone's trying to put on the hat of, of doing in-home schooling, managing family, managing, uh, uh, you know, elders. I think the leadership support has played a very large role, but also our employee resource groups have played a large role as well. We have one employee resource group, an interest group, uh, that is, that really focuses on being a, a caregiver and a care provider. So whether you're taking care of your folks or whether you're taking care of children, you know, having that support network, being able to send out tips, being able to reach out to each other, and also knowing that, you know, when you take a look at this crisis, we understand that marginalized communities are being impacted. We really wanted to make sure that our employees know that they were gonna be okay. What we told our employees were, I got you. That was a message that was very important for us to share. That is absolutely fantastic and some really, really great tips there. So what you're essentially saying is, you know, not only does this almost the, the, the reassurance come from the top, you know, it's great that your CEO Hans is able to share um, and is consistent with that messaging where he's actually saying, um, you know, look, put yourself first here. I love your analogy there of the oxygen mask. It's kind of like being on a plane, isn't it? Where they say, look, put that on first and then you can help others. And you know, I think that's a brilliant, brilliant expression. In fact, I'm gonna go and use that again, actually, because I really, really like that. I think it's a very simple, way of kind of visually explaining what we must do now and I think um, you know it's very easy because we're all in a state of worry and panic I guess is to start worrying about other people but and again it does start with ourselves it starts with you doesn't it and so if we're not looking after ourselves 
how can we possibly look after other people? Um, you know, and again, you know, kind of reiterating, um, you know, some of the pieces that you say there, which I think are just fantastic learning. And I hope everyone who's tuning in today can take heed is kind of really looking, once you've got the oxygen mask on, at looking at building those networks and really keeping in touch when it comes to communications and data. Um, you know, the piece there you said about not mentally isolating yourself is so true. Uh, you know, the mind is the most important organ of the body, isn't it? And so making sure that we keep mentally, um, you know, activated and, and mentally stimulated, that does not need to stop just because we're physically in, in isolation. So um, thank you so much for sharing that. I think some great top tips there. And, you know, I guess moving, you know, on, on to kind of other, other subject matter, you know, you mentioned there, uh, you know, something about the ERG uh, that plays a very, very big role where, where you're kind of focused on, on kind of caregiving and providing and ultimately kind of giving back. And, you know, Ram, I know that you're a big fan of, of kind of giving your own personal time to worthy causes outside of work and you know what i'm seeing and what i've heard from verizon is there is a great balance when it comes to allowing employees actually to be able to spend time doing something that they're passionate about and allowing that you know that balance between doing something good whilst also um you know working for the company and i wondered could we we chat a little bit more about that Absolutely. Uh, when, you, when you take a look at our priorities overall, we've, we've named society. I mean, these are the communities that we have the opportunity to be able to, to work in and to live in. So we want to play our part as well. And one of the things that we've done is uh, through our corporate social responsibility uh, department is create a dashboard where all of our employees are actually able to go on there and decide what different projects that they want to work on. Or it might be something that might not even be listed, maybe perhaps we'll list it on there just to make sure that it's known to our other Verizon employees who might want to participate. Personally, I'm on the board of an organization called Turning Points for Children. They do outstanding work uh, for children who are at risk or for children and families who are potentially at risk. How do we make sure that we support uh, the family unit? But so proud to be working for an organization that gives us the time and the bandwidth to do that. So not only do we emphasize it throughout the organization, when you take a look at our employee resource group, we have a model where we go by the four C's. And one of those C's has to do with community. How are we going to give back to our communities? And we have a variety of employee resource groups that come up with different activities, whether it's donating time or working on different initiatives with them. We, we definitely invest in the community. Um, and what, what are those four C's actually? Because uh, I think it's, you know, I'm always a, a believer in the power of kind of simplicity and, you know, bullet points and things like that. And so, and so that's great. Absolutely. The four C's happen to be culture, community, uh, career, and customer. How do you make sure that you prioritize those four C's? And what we ask our employee resource groups to do is to, and sometimes some people say customer, some people say commerce. Mm -hmm. uh, so what we, what we tell our ERGs to do is whenever you're working on something, try to make sure that you're able to hit at least two or three of those four C's mm -hmm. for any particular initiative, or perhaps even intersectionality mm -hmm. is something that's really mm -hmm. important to us. So we like to bring our employee resource groups together. Uh, we have an African-American, we have a Latino, uh, we have a disability, we have a neuro, we have a variety of different ones that we like to bring together, have them work on different initiative, initiatives, 
the organization. Mm -hmm. I think that is so important. And obviously, you know, there's a lot, you know, a lot of talk about how ERGs are, are fantastic. I really do think they are the key piece in, in really, um, you know, fast forwarding and accelerating a DNI strategy. But there is some, um, you know, talk, I guess, about the fact that they can become siloed almost and we're kind of creating more division. You know, so I think the fact that you do actually interweave all of those pieces together, that, I mean, it's absolutely critical, absolutely critical. And, you know, they talk about kind of intersectionality. Uh, you know, there's so many of us that, that belong to more than one of those more than one of those groups or feel that we have affiliations with more than one. And so weaving those together and making sure that there is kind of embedding across across the board. Um, is brilliant. Uh, you know, we want you to bring your authentic self to work each and every day. You don't necessarily have to choose. And our motto is you don't have to be to belong. You don't necessarily have to be one of those groups to participate in that employee resource. Mm -hmm. You know, we support and we welcome our allies. Hmm. That's that. That's an excellent motto. And um, you know, again, as you know, I spend a lot of my time in in boardrooms and. Over the years, I have seen to a degree a shift, which is fantastic, but I've often had CEOs who, who you know, predominantly are middle-aged white guys saying, yes, but diversity and inclusion, how related to me is that? And isn't this an HR issue? And I kind of, I say to them, no, it's not. It's not just an HR issue. This is a board-wide issue. Without you being involved, it's really hard for us to be able to actually move that dial. And so... Um, that motto there, and I've written it down, is kind of you not having to be to belong. Actually, every single person has has got something diverse about them. You know, it's not just the uh, it's not just the physical diversity; it's also the under the surface diversities. You know, the ones like social ability or mental health that perhaps we need to ask about before we we find out about them. Almost so, you know, it's a great motto there, and I've actually just written that down. So hopefully, um, again, others can can listen in, or or anyone's listening in, thinking, hmm, actually, great, I can get involved in all these different things. And, uh, you know, I guess just, just last kind of to, to, to touch on before we, we kind of hop into the lightning round for, for today. But I wondered when it comes to, you know, I guess social, social and business uh, well-being almost and, and around your CSR piece, which I, I think is, you know, which is really, really great. Um, you know, I really do think that businesses, businesses can do a great job and do great business whilst also doing good. And, you know, that piece there about the CSR and encouraging your employees to work with charity whilst being in the organization. I'd love to see more organizations do that and embrace that because it's not kind of, you know, the archaic past was, you know, business is about making money. And yes, it's about making money, but I think you can have both. You can have socially responsible business. Um, I wonder what have your kind of observations been around, you know, what employees have said and, you know, any tips that anyone listening in today who maybe doesn't have that in place right now could perhaps look at in order to, you know, either start implementing this or to kind of really spearhead it within their organization. Absolutely. The feedback that we've received has been absolutely phenomenal. We talk about employee engagement. Our employees feel so connected with the organization because what they're saying to themselves is if our company cares this much to be here and to donate time, energy, and resources, then this is the organization that I want to be a part of. So there's a lot of folks that say within our organization that they're here with Verizon because they feel as if they can bring their authentic self and they can support the organizations and the charities that they, they'd really like to be a part of. So the feedback has been great. One of the things that we know is that, you know, employee engagement or the lack of employee engagement causes, you know, a lot of countries 
billions of dollars every year. But the building block for engagement, employee engagement, has to deal with inclusion. Our employees feel as if not only are they being celebrated, but they're being included when the company says, sit down with us and let's talk about what, what are some of those good things that we can work on collaboratively within your community. Mm -hmm. I, I think you make a very, very good point there because what you're saying is not only is this a company-wide initiative that everyone can get involved in, but also we're not just completely doing a copy-paste, cookie-cutter model type of thing. Actually, you can select what is it that you personally are passionate about and select from one of these organizations um, that you can then go and work with. And you know, again, something that I really would love for organizations to, to take up is almost this personalization model because you know, so much these days is, uh, you know, can be copy and paste. And I guess with digital technology, which is wonderful, um, you know, it's very easy to just kind of roll out the, the same thing, the same thing, the same thing. But having that personal touch and that human touch is, is absolutely critical, I think, to business success. And I, I guess just before we wrap up for today, because again, Ram, I'm feeling like I could actually just sit here and talk to you for, for, for forever. Uh, and if you've listened to any of the previous podcast shows, we usually do a little lightning round at the end where I just ask you a couple of questions and I'm gonna give you about 30 seconds to, to answer each of those. Um, so if it's okay with you, we'll head into lightning round now. That sounds good, let's do it. Perfect, so I guess first of all, what is diversity and inclusion to you? So diversity and inclusion is difference. How do we celebrate the difference? Uh, we're all unique. How do we bring that all in and share each other and bring the best of everyone to the table? Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And is there anyone, I guess within business or it could be within your personal life, who has been a particularly standout inspiration to you as you've gone through your career and life milestones? Absolutely. I would have to say I've had a lot of different influences. I've been blessed to have a lot of leaders who have been personally invested in my growth. That's like really motivated me. But I have to start off by saying my family first and foremost. Uh, when I take a look at the way my parents raised me to really appreciate, support everyone. And most importantly, to be able to walk in somebody else's shoes. You know, being able to have that empathy has served me throughout my career. Excellent. And finally, uh, I wondered if you were to go back in time and to be able to speak to the young Ram and, and give yourself some advice, or indeed, if there's anyone who, who's out there, be they you know, a seasoned exec or, or a young grad starting on their path, is there any advice that, that you might be able to share with us? Sure. I, I would say, you know, take advantage of all of the resources that you have available and just learn, learn, learn and soak it up. I think one of the most important things that's, again, has, you know, really did well for me is that situational awareness. So I'm a big fan of, of psychology and sociology, but, you know, being able to build bridges and being able to connect. So whether it's, you know, learning languages, but learning new skills and always, always being curious always knowing that there's always more to learn and being able to be collaborative and, and you know, surround yourself with people who may know more than you in different areas. Uh, that's how we grow and that's how we build together. Thank you ever so much. And that's great advice there, surrounding yourself with people who know more. Um, very, very good indeed. And Ram, you know, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a real pleasure 
having you on the show and, and kind of getting to know you personally. And so um, I'm sure that everyone um, who's listening in has learned a huge amount. Um, as I usually do, I'll kind of, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do a quick summary just of some of the key learning points. Um, from uh, from today of, of which there's there's been many actually and you know i'll share some of the ones that stand out for me but as usual i'll put them into the show notes for the end of today's show uh, i really loved um the model with the four c's actually community culture career and customer i think that just encapsulates um everything perfectly and you know i think also you know what's really kind of come out um from today's show is the fact that you you, you kind of um, you know, you, you've displayed so much resilience, I guess, throughout your career, you know, being the youngest of eight and obviously growing up perhaps in, in some kind of quite difficult times where, where you know, I, you know, and same for me, you know, you, you kind of be quite aware when you're young and even more so as, as you are young, easily influenced almost, um, you know, to, to be tough and, and kind of, I, I suppose, stay strong and actually, you know, really being able to achieve anything is possible if you put your mind to it. Um, you know, some of the things that you've done, not only within business, but also I think within personal life really are are an absolute um you know kind of inspiration and I, I think you know and i hope that anyone who's listening in is thinking or being inspired and thinking oh wow you know not only can i do great things in business but i can also um consider what else i can do to actually actively help the community and so i think being resilient believing in yourself the oxygen mass piece there again we've got to look after number one you absolutely have um now more than any any other time you know with the coronavirus and everything like that so putting family first looking after number one making sure you're breathing correctly and then helping everyone else multiple things are possible and let's kind of just uh you know i guess embrace the future you know so so thank you thank you very very much again ram thank you so much i really enjoyed our conversation Layla. i'm so pleased thank you very very much my name is Layla McKenzie Dellis, and you've been listening to the Diverse Inclusive Leaders podcast show. We're with you every week, but we're going to be with you even more um, around these uncertain times. I hope you've enjoyed the show today with wonderful Ramses from Verizon. If you'd like to reach out to myself or you've got any questions for Ram, please do get in touch. Ram is on LinkedIn. I also am on LinkedIn. Um, you can visit us at www.dialglobal.org forward slash podcast or www.laylamckenzie.com forward slash podcast and you can see all of the show notes there so if you've missed anything at all or you wanted to write down some of those top tip, tips and tricks all of those will be in the show notes at the end of today's show thanks so much and see you again soon